Hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Paul, and these guys will call me their Game Master tonight. You're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon tabletop united RPG podcast or a Battles and Besties podcast. What's your name? I'm Lydia. <laughs> Let's say I thought Michael would go next since he's usually next. I was No, sure. I'm Michael. <laughs> See, Nick, this is the part where you say the things in quotation marks, but you switch <laughs> your name from my name, but personalize it for yourself. Yes, but those are set up in alphabetical order, which means Michael would still preempt me. <laughs> oh, that's true. It was alphabetical order. Yep, my last name. <laughs> 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 I'm Michael. We'll find out who I'm playing. I'm Nick, and I'm hopefully playing someone if we don't just evolve into absolute chaos. We may have already gotten there, I'm afraid. We might be there, yes. Starting over? What's happening? <laughs> I, I already started, we started two times. We're, we're taking this. I say we, we can start with Michael again if he can survive long enough to do it. Okay. I'm Michael. We'll find out who I'm playing. I'm Nick. I'm going to end up playing someone, but as you can already tell, uh, we're devolving into absolute chaos, so this is what happens when I give the reins over to someone. But now that I've said that, this is what happens when I don't give the reins over to someone. Let's be let's be completely honest. <laughs> this is just what happens. Say <laughs> I'm Lydia. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So tonight we are playing Battles and Besties, which is an adaptation of the game Lasers and Feelings. Uh, one of our members, it was uh, Scott, right? Is that who, who uh, made this adaptation? Yep. So Scott, thank you very Scott much for yeah, Scott Salvage. Thank you. You can find him level20gaming at gmail.com. 20 is the numbers, not the words. And so, yeah, thank you to him for making this adaptation and allowing us to use it. At least I think he'll let us use it again. Uh, we'll, we'll find out if we get an angry letter uh, in, in uh, the first week of June. But... Cease and desist. <laughs> That'd be impressive. It's, it's, it's a Creative Commons license, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I think he can't tell us not to. Battles and Besties is a game that is played uh, with 1 to 3 D6, and basically the way the game works, if I recall correctly, is uh, our players are going to create their characters, and they're going to choose basically a number, and uh, Michael, you might remember the rules of this a little bit better than I do, uh, if you want to explain, because you're either going to go for Battles or Besties, and they are uh, based on various strengths. Battle would be like your battling acuity, and Besties would be like your friendship acuity, more or less. And you choose that stat right at the beginning of the game. So you choose a number between two and five. That That is what decides the DC for our rolls. So let's go ahead and should we have uh, one of you create your character first and then we'll and then we'll move on to the next players and then we'll see what we're going to be doing. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to randomize mine. I think we did some of that last time. Yep. Roll a D8 yeah. and an eight yep. means you have to come up with something yep. original. Yep. So yeah, we have... Uh, Seven various uh, styles for character. Uh, serious, master, idiot, brave, righteous, criminal, dangerous, or wild card. So Michael is going to roll for this. I rolled a four, so I am brave. Aha. 
You want to roll for your uh, roll as well? Yep, and that's another D8 if I'm looking at yes. that, right? Yes, same, no, same amount. And the roll options are trainer, breeder, professor, leader, specialist, ninja, youngster, or, again, wild card. And I rolled a seven, so I am a youngster, a brave okay. youngster. And now I get to choose my number, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm trying to decide whether to roll randomly or to pick. Uh, if I roll a d6 and I get a 1 or a 6, that could mean I pick. Otherwise, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5 is assigned. Works for you. So I think that's how I'm going to do it. Completely uh, random. Okay. So I'm, you are dead yep, center. Completely random. Yeah. Right about in the middle there. 3. It'd be slightly better at besties. The way this works is if you uh, if your number is a little bit higher, your uh, battle at like the battle, battles type scenario, and so you want to be rolling below your number. Now, Michael, you're mm-hmm. three. It means you're a little bit better at the besties portion of it. So you want to be rolling numbers higher than than best than that three. When you roll um, a besties roll, yes. When you roll a besties roll, yes. That that is correct. You're right. Go and finish your character, and we'll talk a little bit more about the the special rule if you roll your exact number. Sure. Well, I, I just want to say that uh, since I rolled a three, I think besties is probably better for a brave youngster anyway, with uh, intuition and wild, <laughs> passionate ash- action. So. I think it suits him. I, I I would have been okay with the other two. I'd just yes. make the character that way. But, okay. So, a brave youngster. I'm going to be youngster Theodore. Theodore. Nice. Great. And what about your player goal? The player goal is to get your character involved in all sorts of monster-related adventures. Character goal. This, I think I can roll a D10. D8. There are nine of... There, there are nine if you, if you count the wild card. Yeah, there are nine. So, if I roll... So, pull out your D9. <laughs> you could roll a D10 and then uh, 10 is just roll again. Yeah, 10 is roll again, 9 is I have to make it up. Uh, and it's a 9, so I have to make it up. So my character goal, become a monster master, capture them all, stop the bad guys, discover new monsters, solve mysteries, learn all you can about monsters, improve yourself, keep being awesome. I am going to... That, that covers, like, so much. Mm-hmm. What What's left for me to fill in? I am going to say my character goal is to evolve his Pokemon. That's it. He wants to evolve his Pokemon. All right. Okay, and then... And that's his driving force. That I think that's a good goal here. Yeah. Um, so we'll come back to creating monsters in a little bit. Let's give uh, Nick a chance yeah. to create his character. All right. I will roll as well, because it's kind of fun to randomize them. Alrighty. Uh, my first roll was a one, so I am a serious something. My second roll was a Two, so I am a serious breeder. Roll a d6, and I ended up with a one, so that means I need to choose. I think I will put it, if with serious breeder, I'll put it at a four. So a little closer to battles, but there's still a bit of a mixture there. All right, good, good, good. All right, so serious bird with a, with a four, and then go ahead and roll for your character goal. Yes, which is a d10. I rolled a three, which means I my thing is to stop the bad guys. Stop the bad Ooh. guys. I hope we have bad guys in this adventure. Well, there'll be bad guys <laughs> in some way or another. Um, this person, so he's a serious breeder for there. He will be breeder Maxwell. 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 Maxwell cool. is his cool name. And I'm, right. I can see with Theodore and Maxwell that we are c- certainly stretching the definition of cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone named Theodore or Maxwell. Or Ouch. Ted or Teddy or Max. That's, 
or well. That's, that's another one of those things that, you know, like, if, if you just say no offense, if you say no offense, you can say whatever you want, right? If, if your name is well, I simply apologize because, exactly. well, yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh, no. Bless your heart. All right, Lydia, are you going to randomize your character as well, or are you going to select what you want to be? Nah, I'm going to randomize too. Cool, go for it. Woo! Ooh, so I got a three for my style, so <laughs> so I'm an idiot. Oh, no. <laughs> Getting a flashback from last time here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yes. Okay. Um, Roll. Oh, well, we already have a breeder, so I'm going to yeah. roll again. That's yeah, fine. fine. Ah, sure. Ooh, I got an eight, so that's a random. Ooh. Or, two, or yeah, new one. You yep. Hmm. You can think of, like, the other trainer types mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in See, the there are um, mm-hmm. hikers, there are cheerleaders, mm-hmm. there, I mean, there are jugglers. Mm-hmm. I'm just Swimmer, thinking of my, my classes. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Bird keeper. Bird keeper, yes. Bird keeper. <laughs> you could be an idiot bird keeper and you have, like, uh, a dodrio. <laughs> oh, no. A bird brain. Or, a bird brain. <laughs> or you could have something that like's almost a bird, but not quite, like a Dunsparce. <laughs> oh, no. I think I'll do that one. All right, <laughs> All right. idiot bird keeper. Nice. Idiot bird keeper. All right, and are you going to roll your number or pick it? I'm going to roll it. Okay. Um... Ooh, I got a two, so I'm on the lower mm. number end. Okay. Besties. Mm-hmm. All right, that that would make sense, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And if you come up with a cool name for your character? Kiwi. Kiwi, nice. Kiwi! Nice, nice. Oh, I love it. Kiwi, all right. And then finally the D10. What was your number, Nick? Mine was four, so we're two, three, four. Ah, okay. Hmm. Got it. I yeah. almost I almost went five, which would be funny to do the extremes, but nah. Yeah. And uh, what is your character goal? What is Kiwi's character goal? Okay, so I got a, a seven this time, so learn all you can about monsters. Wait, hang on. Are you playing Charlie? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> Stop stealing my OC. <laughs> It's not me, it's the dice. Yeah, it's, it's all in the dice. It was predestined. Mm. I'm trying to think. Predestined. How many birds does Charlie actually have? <laughs> does Clefairy count as a bird? No. <laughs> but it has wings. Oh, yes, if you, if you are a, an idiot bird keeper, you have to have Pokemon that have wings but are not clearly not birds. Like a Clefairy. Oh, no. Like a dumb sparse. <laughs> We can maybe we can ask this to our Discord later. What are what are some non-flying type Pokemon that have wings? <laughs> uh. Mega Absol. <laughs> no, I want a Cramorant. <laughs> I fits, love those fits. things. Let's, let, okay, let's uh. roll right into you getting yeah. you, your Pokemon then your monster at least. Uh, I I do like how uh, when Scott made this, like he made it very clear to use monsters and not actually use Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So. Pokemon. Right? <laughs> the two strengths. Those are there are twelve choices there. Okay, so two D twelves. Yep, will get us what we want. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna pick the Pokemon after I roll the strengths. That's what I thought I would do as well. Yep. All right, my two D twelve is a six and a nine. So one, two, three. Tireless. And ferocious. Okay. And then one problem, which is, I believe, a D10. And that is a five, which is flighty. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Tireless, ferocious, 
and flighty. Hmm. This is Ash's Charizard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But you want to evolve your Pokemon, so it should be an unevolved. Yep, so it's not fully evolved. So, I mean, it could be like a Charmeleon. Well, we, we had a, a Charmander... Last time. Well, not last well, time. Well, last that was, time, uh, no. Oh, and, sh- and uh, that was, um, Shibadoof. The, yeah, Shibadoof. Yeah. True, true. So maybe not another so Charmander. I, I might go different there. I'm trying to think. Did that did that Charmander... No, that Charmander didn't make it, did it? Oh, so, no. No, no. No, the, no. the other one I can think of that is a Rhyhorn, but, because they charge and, and just don't stop. But Gibble, maybe? Oh, yeah. Gibble. Yeah, yeah. Gibble. I'm mm. also thinking, like, maybe a, a canine-type Pokemon. Like, what if it was a, a Poochiena? Yeah, Poochiena would work. work. Yeah. yeah. I was also thinking Dino, but... Ah, uh, okay. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of liking the, the Poochiena-type idea, because, you know, you've got that hyena thing and... Yeah. Tireless, so, ferocious. And... Also the dog, so... Yeah, Poochiena, and i got to give it a name. Yes. All right, while you are thinking of your name, I can roll mine if that works. Go for it. Yep, go ahead. Okay, so the two I rolled were five and six. Adaptable and tireless. We got some decent mm-hmm. tireless Pokemon, which is fun. Then D10, I rolled a nine, which is frightening. Adaptable and tireless and also frightening. I mean, I'm a breeder, mm. and adaptable makes me really almost want to do ditto. Don't mm. do a ditto. Didn't you do that last time? Did I have it? No, I didn't have Ditto last time, did I? Yeah, it was Ditto because oh, it turned into a Zubat. Lord, you're right. Okay, I can't do that. Don't. Wow. Okay, I don't remember that. Wow. Okay, I thought it was Zubat, which is what threw me. But no, you're <laughs> right. You're right. It was Ditto. Okay. Right. Come on, Nick. There, there are nearly a thousand Pokemon to pick from. Stop picking the same one. I wasn't a breeder <laughs> last That's time. Every was single I? Pokemon. Was I a breeder last time? <laughs> you, you were a breeder last time. <laughs> okay, let me re-roll that. Even though that'll I, his name's still gonna be Maxwell. I'll still have him as Sirius, but I, I shouldn't be breeder twice i mean it doesn't true? matter you can you can hardly i mean i'm an it. idiot twice so that's just no yeah. fun, but that's no, oh fun <laughs> even though i literally rolled the d8 got a two again which means i'd be a breeder again fine it's destiny okay. it is apparently okay yeah, just go with it you have to be <laughs> i'm not doing a ditto though even though it may- is that what it means to confirm your roll like if you roll a d20 and just side comment here yeah i think that's an old 3.5 rule in D&D. Okay. Well, you confirm your critical that way, yeah. And so like you're basically like you have to like roll a d20 twice? Pretty much. That's stupid. Yeah, it's not a good rule. No, it's not mm-hmm. as fun. Turn it's not in it's not in 5th edition, don't worry. Interesting. Adaptability is an ability that Pokémon can have. It is. Hmm. I forget what it does. It's not a great mm. ability for it. Uh it increases like stab from 1.5 times to 2 times. Oh, that, that's oh. a lie. That actually is a pretty good one. I don't know if I'm going to use that, because it's adaptable, tireless, frightening. <sighs> Maybe to keep with the kind of, like, uncanny valley creepiness, uh, it will be a mm. Porygon. Oh. I like it. So it's frightening because it's just not alive. Do you have a name for your Porygon yet? Uh, not yet. I will consider it. All right. We'll, we'll swing back to names of these Pokemon in just a little bit here. Uh, Lydia, are you going to go and roll for your your Pokemon? Yes, I will. <laughs> is it a six? So, no. So my first strength is intimidating. Okay. Ooh. So we have a, fer- a ferocious Pokemon, a frightening Pokemon, and an intimidating Pokemon. Yeah, we scary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the second strength is keen senses. Nice. Oh. And and it's ravenous. Wow. <laughs> oh. So I've been thinking about this, and actually, instead of a cramorant, I want to do a cutie fly. <laughs> <laughs> and its name is Apple. That's fantastic. Apple. All nice. Right. Okay, Apple the cutie fly. Apple <laughs> the ravenous cutie fly, fly named mm-hmm. Apple. <laughs> so youngster Theodore's Poochiena is named Sherlock. Nice. I'm, I'm going with the, you know, because it's, it's a dog Pokemon, and we have Detective Grunge, and so here's Sherlock. <laughs> His Inspector nemesis. Uh-huh. Again, I, I think I think you might be infringing on an OC already. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all doing that, so no. <laughs> I just feel like now I have to like introduce a Vaporeon named Moriarty. <laughs> oh no. And I think the Porygon is going to be named Rubik. I like it. So here's here's how the things are going to work. Uh, in a moment here, I will also randomize our adventure here by rolling some d6s to see how this is all going to shake out. Ooh. And we will basically I'll ask the the players how they how they want to handle something. And what will happen is uh, they may favor a certain stat better, whether it be battles or besties, but it doesn't mean like they have to roll that every time. Basically, they will tell me what they want to do. I will determine if it's a battle battle roll or a besties roll based on the scenario. And they'll get 1d6 to roll for anything that they try to do. And then they get a, an additional d6 if they happen to be prepared based on what they are, what their character uh, background is. Or if they can just convince me, like, yeah, I, I prepared for this. You know, I'm a youngster. I got a yo-yo, so I can I can do stuff with it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then you get an additional d6 if you're an expert. And I think this is might be a little bit of a house rule, but I'll take it. You could also possibly earn an extra d6 if your uh, playmates help you like can somehow assist you so I'll, I'll let you guys go ahead if you want you can uh help a player oh yeah hey that's uh, that's not a house yeah, rule there. that's a real rule i'm not just making that one up mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and uh so the way that this works again i'll determine if it's a battles or besties roll if it's a battles roll they want to roll below their number if it's a besties roll they want to roll above their number and if one of their dice succeeds, uh, you did it, but the GM inflicts a complication, a harm, or a cost. If two of your dice succeed, you do it well. Great job. And if three of your dice succeed, then you get a critical success, and the GM tells you some extra effect you get. And if you roll your number exactly, and is, do you guys know if this is on any one of the dice? Yeah, I, I believe so. Anyone, yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is that, that then that die that was like taken out of the roll though? I think it counts as a success. No, you have to roll over. So if you roll exactly, that die is a failure. Hmm. So you could, if you're rolling three dice, you could still succeed if two dice are over and one hits exactly. But if you're just rolling one die and you hit it, it's technically a right. failure. But that was something we did wrong last time. Yes, because we, <laughs> we, we just counted that as a, as a success, didn't we? Yep, yeah. we got yeah, those successes. Yep. So, anyways, if you roll your number, you get to have battle besties, where you get special insight into what's going on, and ask the GM a question, and they'll answer you honestly. And here are some good options of some good questions. What are they really feeling? Who's behind this? How could I get them to blank? What should I be on the lookout for? What is the best way to blank? Uh, what's really going on here? But then you can change your action if you want to, then roll again. So that's that's the key there. So basically, if you roll your number, 
you get insight, and then you can decide what to do from there. And basically, it basically is a do-over. Are we figuring out what the adventure is now? I think last time we each rolled a d6. You're right, because yeah, there were four we of them. That's cool. Well, you guys all rolled dice, and I'm going to roll some dice now. So, okay. Are you rolling all of them? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I'm going to roll all of them. Okay. Because you guys got to roll your characters, so... All right, the first one is a five, so an angry monster is the threat. So angry monsters want to... It's a two. Steal or capture. Tournament. Okay. <laughs> tournament. Interesting. Okay. All right. So I'd assume it'd be the people in the tournament. Well, well they want to win the tournament. No. Steal the win. Maybe the arena. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe they want to be in the tournament. I don't <laughs> know. We'll see. Steal the food stamps. It stands. can mean a lot of things. <laughs> Which will, let me roll that one, five, open a rift. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so our enemy is Deoxys. Uh, <laughs> or a Dynamax Pokemon, I suppose. Or maybe something we've never heard of before. <laughs> we open the scene then upon uh, the morning of a tournament. Uh, you aspiring trainers have decided to enter this tournament and see what you can do with your skills. Uh, youngster Theodore, you are here to try and get your Poochiana to evolve, and so you're trying to get as much experience as you can. And you're like, yeah, a tournament would be a great way for, for your Pokemon to level up. Yeah, a tournament's going to be a great way for Poochiana to, to level up and evolve. Can I be working security since my thing is to defeat the bad guys? Or to stop the bad guys? Like, this is a side gig for me? Uh, yeah. Because absolutely. I'm I'm using a Porygon, which cannot breed. So Yes, it can. And I, no, <laughs> Porygon have no gender. Can't breed. Hang on, hang on. Pause uh... the game. I think that's a lie. I mean, I, I think Porygon has no gender, but Por- but non-gender Pokemon can bre- can breed. I don't believe so. Not even not even with all genderless Pokemon besides legendaries can be bred with a ditto. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can, uh, Nick, uh, uh, sorry, Michael. As long as you're looking, that just can you verify? Can they also breed oh. with each other? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 that I'm fairly certain is it now. Must breed with a ditto. Interesting. I wasn't quite sure uh, I was aware of that, but anyway, it's just it's just copying the software. That's all the Ditto does. It copies the software, which builds its own <laughs> hardware. That's how you breed a Porygon. That's yeah. almost more terrifying than anything. 3D else. printing. <laughs> yeah, it's 3D printing. The fact that apparently Ditto can turn into a th- 3D printer. <laughs> what will they think of next? I mean, Ditto can turn into anything. Yeah, right. the, the more true that statement is, the more terrifying Ditto is. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, Breeder Maxwell, who is a known figure in the community, hanging out, and he is indeed working security, which uh, at this low-stakes tournament is more of a uh, just you know making sure no one like gets into trouble, pointing people where they need to go, uh, that type of stuff. So you're not necessarily securing anything, but you're, you're still there to kind of watch over and make sure the tournament runs smoothly. Just checking uh, out the possibility of next year's stock. Maybe maybe you're uh, trying to see if there's any uh, prized Pokemon that may, like you said, may uh, want to be bred in the future. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. If you're a breeder, who do you breed to? Or who do, who do you breed for? Well, if it's a smaller community thing, I'm a known figure in the community, maybe I could be running as kind of the addendum to the professor of the area, so I breed the starters. Okay, there you go. I like it. And then we got Kiwi, our bird keeper, uh, with her uh, ravenous cutie fly. I've sent you away from the concession stands three times already, Kiwi. I just love birds, though. <laughs> They're so amazing. And Kiwi just looks over at a clefable. 
I, <laughs> Apple, let's go make more friends. Let's continue on with our research. Is... And uh, Kiwi, like, taps their notebook, and the notebook is just a picture book with, like, <laughs> doodles in it and stickers. <laughs> Tournaments are amazing. That's so much education. You... <laughs> Kiwi, are you competing in this tournament, or are you... <laughs> I'm going to say that Kiwi did not even realize that this was a tournament, but just kind of somehow <laughs> wandered in and got Sorry. their name added to the registry. Ah, okay. So you are just like, <laughs> Kiwi, you're, you're... Oh, a, a raffle? I love those. I'll sign up. Again, this is the third time you're near the concession stands and your, conce- and your battle starts in five minutes. I'm I... so sorry. Who are you again? Just... I... Follow the. Follow All right, bye, stranger. <laughs> the blinking lights. He just. I didn't. Uh, we are in the tournament, and it's starting up. And youngster Theodore, you are in the arena. You are you are battling right now, mm. and your Puchiana is up against. Let's put it at a uh, an even matchup. Let's say that it's doing battle with a hoot hoot. Yes, it's doing battle with a hoot hoot. Nice. So the hoot hoot is also being um, uh, trained by another. Uh, youngster uh, trainer trying to do their best and get the, they also have a similar goal to get their hoot hoot to evolve. You might say that they uh, have rivalistic ideas w- with you. And the hoot hoot is gearing up to do a wing attack. Mm. What do you do? Sherlock! The howl! He's ferocious, so he's just diving right in with uh, his ferocity to show it off. Great. So what what are you hoping to achieve with this howl? Well, I'm hoping to shake up that hoot hoot and pump up the the Puchiana for his attack so that we're ready to turn it around. You know, freak out the Hoot Hoot is primary and then like ah! I, I like it. I'm going to let you uh, do a besties roll. I think that I'll give you 2d6 in this one uh, because I think you're in a battle. You're prepared to do this. So go ahead and roll 2d6 mm-hmm. for this. Alright. Uh, that is one success. One success. Six and a two. So with this uh, success, Puchiana Sherlock is able to get the howl off, which does slightly startle the Hoot Hoot and uh, makes it harder for it to attack, but it is able to still get a at least a glancing blow with its wing attack on, on you, which also unsettles Sherlock a little bit also. No, Sherlock! You can do it! Now, uh, the Hoot Hoot, ha- has, after not hitting quite as hard as it wanted to, is going to uh, swing around and come da- around for another attack. Uh, what are you going to do now? All right, Sherlock, now it's time to go for it. Bite down. This one, I will make this one a battles uh, roll, and but I'll still give you yep. two d6 because uh, I think you are still prepared, especially after the howl. Sounds good. That is one success and a battle besties. So let's ha- let's handle the battle besties first. Should certainly ask who's behind this. Who's behind? No. <laughs> <laughs> How could I get this hoot hoot? to go totally off its game and be wide open for just a, a kill shot, potentially. I think that your, like, the instincts that you have already are good. Like, if, if uh, this Pajana is really able to land a really strong bite attack on this one and, like, pull it out of the air, uh, you'll definitely have the advantage. With that knowledge, I'm going to not re-roll and accept my one success. Sherlock is able to bite the Hoot Hoot and is able to not get as strong of a bite as we want as you wanted it to, but it is able to pull off some feathers, and so the Hoot Hoot doesn't quite want to fly as much. Hmm. Its wing is damaged a little bit here. 
Uh, Youngster Theodore, you have gained an advantage here with this, so uh, in fact, we're going to let you take the next attack on the Hoodoo. All right, Sherlock, we've got him where we want him. Hit him with a tackle. For the uh, Battle of Besties, we'll only let you have three dice. Maybe not quite next, but I'll also give you three dice on this one. Uh, what am I rolling? Battles or besties? Uh, battles. Battles. Yes. That is one success. Uh, you are able to get the tackle. The Hoot Hoot, as you're coming in, does get a peck, but just barely gets a peck in. You do win the battle. Congratulations. You move on to the next part of the tournament. Way to go! <laughs> we win, Sherlock! That's a good boy. But as that happens, as you are running onto the field and claiming victory against the uh, against the other youngster and his hoot hoot, a weird sound comes from uh, a ways away. In fact, we hear buzzing uh, and some grunting as well, some buzzing and grunting, uh, as if you hear like a massive uh, mosquito flexing is, is what you think you actually hear. Oh, no. <laughs> And so, uh, coming over the horizon here, uh, Breeder Maxwell, you see this uh, large, muscular, as I said, like basically a mosquito coming across the field look, looking for a fight. Uh, what do you do? Well, I guess I'm running security, so it's like, well, this is odd. I'm going to have Rubik next to me, and the thing that's going to be with Rubik, I'm just going to like have it out for it. Rubik never moves until you look away, and then when you look back, he's closer. Okay. One of the the, the boo ghosts from. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or the um, the weeping angels. The weeping angels, yeah. <laughs> the two things with Rubik is Rubik never moves until you look away, and then he's closer to you. And if you look at Rubik, Rubik's looking at you. Yep, that is frightening, especially given the <laughs> reference that I'm thinking about. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Rubik's already on. So he's like, okay, um. Let me look up a Porygon's move list quick so that I can do something. Yeah, absolutely. His response is basically like, I can figure out what this Pokemon is in a second, but right now I just need to stop it from, you know, landing in the middle of this area and just blasting things. We can do fun versions of moves too, correct? We don't just have to do. Oh yeah, I world. I mean, you tell me what you want to do. If you can convince me, we'll we'll have you roll for it. So what he says is he tells Rubik to create a barrier. Use the move barrier in front of the buzzing, flexing Pokemon, which no one knows what that is. <laughs> Charging straight at it so that it basically just get in the way of its route and best case scenario, it you know does the whole bug in a windshield thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I think that that would probably be a battles roll on this one because you're okay. definitely trying to uh, battle against this uh, potential threat, and we're gonna give you two d six on it. I, I have to say, I, I could I could always try to cheese it by saying since this is my Pokemon that I bred, that I'm an expert in it, but that's terrible. So I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I mean, if you want to give it a shot, you can, but I think uh, since you've already, like... I did try that last time, and it was terrible, and I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I want to roll below my chosen number, which is four. Correct. So 2d6. (laughs) I rolled a five and a four. So I got a battle besties, but it is a failure. So here's the thing. If you roll the battle besties, you get to get to ask a question. Yes. And get some information on this, and uh, you uh, you get to re-roll after that. Oh. If you, you want to change your action. Okay, so my question is actually going to be, what's really going on here? Because this thing just popped out of nowhere, it's charging in, so 
I want more information. This is a monster that you've never seen before. Maybe it's a Pokemon, maybe it's something else. So this is the, the meta talk. Hopefully everyone understands that this is an Ultra Beast. This is a Buzzwall. Uh, and so uh, this is a Pokemon from another dimension. Yeah, it's it's not it's not at home, and so what what really it wants to do is it's uh, drawn to this area for some reason. Which, again, if you heard our introduction, you guys might know why why that is. So, okay. um, so that's really going on. The the, the bu it's a Pokemon you've never seen b before. It is drawn to this area, and there might be more coming. There's more coming. It's drawn to this area. Obviously, it's some sort of thing. Barrier probably wouldn't be as effective on it, so... Uh, he doesn't want to stop it, though. Porygon is a normal type. It's not actually psychic type. If you want to play fast and loose, if you want to dip into, like, Porygon 2 or Porygon Z's move, uh, move book, I will totally allow that. The first thought was because he's just going to use Zap Cannon to hit it out of the air, but that's a little extreme. <laughs> oh, uh, Porygon 2 has Hyper Beam, so that's fun. Try I, I wanted to like establish this like a connection or knock it to one side because obviously it's coming this way. How about instead of trying to smack it out of the way because obviously this thing's too powerful, I have Porygon instead use Trick Room to basically catch it in a box and delay it for a while. Plus, it's coming from a different dimension, so throwing it into almost a completely other dimension uh, might just throw things for a loop on it. I, I like this one here. Can't, I would say mechanically too, it's it's like it's going, it's obviously very fast, so putting it in a, in a room where fast is slow and slow is fast might give us an edge. It, it probably is faster than Porygon at least, compared to some other Pokemon, it's probably actually kind of slow, but that's True. okay. Mm -hmm. Same thing has like an 80-ish speed, if I remember correctly. Um, mm. Well, not 80 itself. Did you guys know that the Ultra Beasts all have prime numbers for their stats? No, but that's really cool. Mm. Oh man, yep. I like that. I'm gonna ask you, Nick. What do you think will this be? I I feel like this is still gonna be a, a battles role. Would you agree? Yeah, he's still he's still uh, deciding, strategizing, trying to get things around. So for sure, I'm gonna say one d six unless you can convince me otherwise. Due to the insight he's given, it gives him some form of preparation that he knows what he's trying to do with it. I can see the argument for one d six, but I could also see possibly two d six because he's still. He's still working off the knowledge that he has to achieve a desired result. Sure, I'll, I'll let you go and roll your, uh, roll 2d6. So let's see if I can roll better than last time. <laughs> One success, a six and a two. You end up getting this box around this charging bug who's coming to, who's being drawn to this area. And, uh, that is slow it down, but coming from, uh, let's say that the buzz wall uh, was coming uh, was like over the horizon in the morning sun. It has a, a, a nice uh, silhouette going on and against the backdrop of the sun. But now it's trapped in this box. It's slowing down. It's trying to like punch free, and so it's definitely slowed down. But also, from the north, we'll say this time, we also see kind of a jellyfish bonnet-type creature coming across. And so that's going to make complicate things a bit more as well. Kiwi, you see this uh, jellyfish Pokemon thing coming, and it's looking to uh, maybe mess up the tournament a bit. What do you do? I don't remember this in the brochures for day camp. <laughs> Apple, should we should we go check it out? Apple is probably looking pretty indifferent right now. <laughs> but Kiwi, out of curiosity, goes to go and check out the Pokemon. 
Not even being, like, safe or anything about it, just <laughs> walking over to it. Okay, so uh, you're walking over to it, and this thing uh, notices uh, notices you, notices the Pokemon, and it gears up, and it takes makes the rocks in the area start floating, and they all become very pointed and start pointing toward Apple. I think they're trying to make friends. It's nice that they're sharing their rocks with us, isn't it, Kiwi? Or Apple? I'm Kiwi. What's going on? Oh, no. <laughs> Apple, did we switch names again? So in canon, you were talking to yourself. <laughs> and now you're going to <laughs> talk to Apple. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's it. Hey, Apple, I think they're making friends with us. What are you going to have Apple do? I like this, and we can totally make it work. What is Apple going to do? Apple is going to glare at Kiwi as Kiwi just smiles back. And <laughs> Apple is going to use... Let's do Stun Spore. Stun Spore, okay. We will have you roll... I'm going to say that this is the best role because you are trying to get Apple to make friends with this other Pokemon. So, like, mm -hmm. you are you are rolling besties. Mm -hmm. I, I like that for, for it. You know, I really want you guys to do well. I, let, I, I really want this to succeed. So I'm going to make you an expert in becoming best friends with people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's an instant friend. Go ahead and roll uh, 3d6. And then, ironically... Uh, Apple will do something different, uh, but uh, go ahead, do, do your roll. All right. Uh, again, the number here is two. You're trying to roll above a two to become best friends with the, this Nihilego. Come on. Ooh. I got a one, a four, and a six. A one, a four, and a six. Okay, good. You totally make friends with this Nihilego. What Apple does is it comes and it flies around the uh, Nihilego and it does sun, sun spore. It, while it does slow it, it also like makes all the rocks drop. This is a much calmer, uh, more like soothed Nihilego, and I think it's definitely more open to being friends. Or maybe it's just kind of a little bit loopy from the drugs you gave it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you attacked the drug jellyfish with drugs. It was super effective. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi boops Apple on the head and says, Good job, friend. Now, now look, we have another friend in our group. And Kiwi goes underneath the Nihilego and, like, pulls down on his arms so the bonnet's kind of over their head and wraps the arms around Kiwi's shoulders. All right, let's go, guys. Uh, by the way, as as you boop Kiwi, since it is ravenous, it does try and nip your finger. Now, again, it's a cutie fly, so it's like... It's like a little kiss. Yes. But it tries to nip your finger as you pull it away. <laughs> oh, you little stinker. <laughs> uh, and also as you're doing this, like, the cutie fly is re it's realizing, like, what the heck is going... It's almost like the, um, from Animaniacs, the, um, Mindy and Buttons. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. <laughs> Mindy and... A little bit? I don't remember that show very it's well. It's Mindy okay. and Buttons, you said? Uh, yep. So so Mindy's like this toddler, and she just like obliviously. Ah uh, yes, I remember now. Yep. Yeah, she just obliviously walks through the world and like in these various yep. dangerous situations that could totally kill her. Uh, and her faithful dog Buttons goes and like saves her and just like you know the next time and usually gets like the anvil dropped on him or things like uh, hit him or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is the type of scenario we have here where where Apple the cutie fly is seeing like no you this is a big giant monster. Don't wear it as a hat. It's not a hat. 
<laughs> Come on. I think I look dashing. <laughs> not, not hill I go. If you wear, if it gets its suckers around your head, it can inject you with an excitement-causing, inhibition-reducing poison. <laughs> Perfect. Let's wear it as a hat. <laughs> Flipping back over here to, uh, so the the buzzwall's trapped, but the buzzwall is making its way over here. The Nihilego is apparently a hat now, <laughs> and coming from around the corner here, uh, you're still in the middle of the battlefield, but you uh, see this thin, almost like uh, almost looks like a, a like a balloon animal someone may have made, <laughs> uh, with these long, gangly uh, arms and. Uh, um, has this really bright colored head that's flashing. Uh, and when I say you, I'm talking about Theodore the Youngster. So this kind of clown disco ball thing is approaching you. Again, for the listeners who are, uh, if I'm not, my description's not very good. This is a Blacephalon. It is a fire ghost type ultra beast. What do you do as this Blacephalon enters the field? Kind of, uh, and I think it can remove his head, so it's kind of spinning its head on its finger like a basketball. Nice. I think Theodore is going to notice this coming, think it's kind of weird, look around and probably see the, the ref, who I'm, I'm guessing is probably also looking with confusion at it, at which point I'm just going to intuit that, you know, this is not as it should be, and I'm going to say, all right, Sherlock, we're on our way to becoming the champion, so we can handle this. Go bite it! <laughs> all right. This is a new thing that we don't know about. Let's attack it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to make, this will be a battle roll, and yeah. uh, we're going to give you, I'm going to give you 1d6 on this one. Oh, okay. I rolled a battle bestie. Uh, so with this uh, with this battle besties, uh, what, what do you want to know? What question are you going to ask? I am going to ask, what's really going on here? I think that's an appropriate question in this instance. So what's going on here is uh, you uh, kind of in the same way that Breeder uh, Maxwell noticed that they are the, these are three Pokemon that are obviously not where they're supposed to be. Uh, they are uh, they don't seem to be from this world. And again, they're drawn to this area for a particular reason. Basically, they're just trying to get home. They just want to make it back to their world. They don't necessarily want to cause any damage, but. They are these creatures that they don't know how to interact with here, so they're kind of, uh, you know, trying to get the things out of their way. All right, with that, I am going to change my action. I'm not going to have Sherlock go just straight bite attack. Instead, I'm going to call the attention of the other youngster that I was battling to this. I'm assuming he's still there. Yeah, yep. I'm going to say... Hey, if we work together, we can stop this thing. What do you say? Uh, he's sitting there, uh, wipes the tears from his eyes, because he's still a little bit heartbroken from, from the loss. He's like, uh, I, I, I want to, but, like, I I don't have anything to heal my, to, ho- to help Hootie. I'm going to toss him a revive. If he, if he doesn't have a quillfish named the Blowfish, Dang it, you beat me to then it. what is he doing? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's too good. How have I never thought of those? Both, those are also Gen 2 Pokemon, too. That's so good. Oh, that's fantastic. He uh, gives Hootie the revive, and Hootie is uh, ready to go, and he is ready to go in battle with you. And so uh, what, do you guys, what do you two do now? Uh, we're going to do kind of a coordinated attack here. I'm going to say, all right, Sherlock, let's be smart about this. 
You go around to the other side. And we're gonna try to surround the the Blissep one and box it in. Um, I'm gonna let this be a besties roll because you are working on uh, working with another person. So while you are trying to battle it, it's more so like you guys coming together. That's allowing you to do this. And uh, I'm going to have you roll... I want you to have 3d6 on this one, because I think you're pretty good at making some best friends, even after you just kicked somebody else's butt. Uh, you're, you're now getting them on your side. You want extra terrifying from Blissephalon? The Pokedex says that it slithers towards its victims. <laughs> That's icky. Um, I did get only one success on those 3d6. Only one success, okay. Two, one, two, and six. So you are, uh, man, I'm trying to make everything go well for you guys, and you're rolling so badly. No, <laughs> no you guys are rolling I quite well. I rolled well. You guys, Michael just had this. Uh, Sherlock and Hootie are able to make a coordinated attack, but unfortunately Hootie used a tackle, and so while your mm. bite does work, the tackle goes right through and kind of bumps into Sherlock, and it doesn't, isn't quite as effective as they want it to be. But the Blacephalon is feeling it, and it's uh, waiting for reinforcements. Mm. I'm going to say that over over the time while this has been happening, while the buzzle has been slowed, it has it is making its way to the arena here. It's getting closer. Kiwi, where where are you going with your your new hat? <laughs> <laughs> Can we say that the Nihilego, since that kind of floats around, that now Kiwi is floating a little bit off the ground, and just kind of directing it where to go. Uh, yes, absolutely. Sweet. So it's like when Kiwi wants to go a different direction, they just like take off one of the arms and just points it in the direction and then puts it back on their shoulder again. Since there's probably a lot of noise going on around and stuff in the tournament area, we'll go over to the arena to see what's going on. So you are going to the arena. I like that. Maxwell, uh, you see that the buzzle has made it out of your trick room and is making its way to its arena, and in fact, it's right up here in, in front of you and noticing that Porygon Rubik uh, has done this to it. What is Rubik going to do, or what are you going to do with Rubik? I think Maxwell first is going to turn and say, clear the arena, like trying to get it louder so that people can hear that, because uh, looking back, he sees a weird slithery clown thing and uh, someone who seems to be uh, putting the brand newest being ahead of the curve in headwear uh wandering about basically like yeah there's a lot of things coming and we can't deal with all of them with everyone here so he's basically telling everyone to kind of clear the arena get out move um and then the buzzwell's heading towards him so uh he's gonna look around is there a clear is there like a clearer area that he can get to maybe the arena itself but hopefully like something else or um, let's say that the buzzle is not quite to the arena area yet. Uh, like mm-hmm. the the battle's taking place in kind of a field just on the outskirts of town, so there is a bit of a clear space before he gets to like the town and the arena proper. Trying to get the buzzle to not land in the arena, but also not get in the way of people leaving the arena. So that clear area might work if they go the opposite direction. So yeah, he's gonna head for that clear area and kind of get it there. Um, and as he's going to make sure that the buzzwool is staying on him, he's going to have Rubik fire off a thunder shock at it. It's a flying thing. It's a decent guess. Um, let's make that a battle roll. While you think you're prepared, you're actually not because um, uh, buzzwool is a bug fighting type. So watch we'll just do neutral damage. Let's roll 1d6 on that. And I rolled a 2. So that is a 1 success. 
Very good. All right. So yes. Uh, so you do hit that thunder shock, and it does hit this buzz wall. So it definitely did damage, and it felt it. But now it's even more resolved to make its way toward you and toward the arena. So it picks up a pace and starts running a little bit faster on its four. Not really. Tripod is the wrong word because it has four legs, but mm -hmm. like it is very pod-like. So quad pod? No, no. <laughs> yeah, quad pod. All right, and he's like, that's that's according to plan. He basically wanted this thing to be targeting him, so that I wouldn't move out and just start being indiscriminate. And if he moves a little bit away from the arena, it works well. So okay. All right. Very good. Good. All right. Awesome. Um, let's go back to uh, Kiwi. Kiwi, you haven't had to do a whole lot, but you're now uh, back in the. Uh, you're back in the arena here with the uh, Nihiligo, and it's kind of floating with you. With it being on, on your head, it's actually letting some of its uh, poisons ooze into your head. How much is Kiwi aware of this? Like, how, how, how affected is Kiwi by this? I don't think there's really a noticeable change at all. I think maybe it just feels <laughs> a little tingly, but otherwise Kiwi, Kiwi doesn't notice anything. Apple probably doesn't notice anything either. <laughs> Apple does have keen senses, though, mm, and mm -hmm. so even though um, Kiwi may not be noticing it, I think Apple does kind of get a sense in, in the air. It is a fairy type, so it can sense poison, let's say. Mm. So it does have something going on, and so I want you to roll for Apple in the scenario. What is Apple going to do, sensing that... How many do you want me to roll? Just one? Uh, what, 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 what are you going to do? Oh. Like, what, what, what is, is Apple going to do? What is Apple... Yeah, what is Apple going to do? I'm going to say... Let's do sleep talk. Would that like possibly put the Nihiligo to sleep, or what is sleep talk? I don't uh, sleep talk is when you are asleep, you use oh, a move. Never mind. That's like again, we're, we're playing fast and loose here. Uh, what do you want? It oh, to do? snore. We can do snore instead. You can do snore. So you're you're wanting the the Nihiligo to go to sleep? Yeah. Does Cutie Fly have sleep powder? Not on the list that I'm seeing. Okay. We could say that Cutie Fly is sleep powder though. So your goal is ultimately to get it to sleep, and so it it tries a variety of things. It tries sleep talk. It tries to uh, get it to talk it into a trance. It just goes, cutie fly, cutie fly, cutie fly. Kiwi and starts not singing very along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that doesn't affect it. It tries to show the Nihiligo how to fall asleep by snoring, but this thing doesn't seem to have lungs. <laughs> but but finally, uh, it does. Uh, it is able to conjure a sleep powder. Uh, so go ahead and roll a besties roll, and we'll have it be one d six. I got a five. You are able to conjure a sleep powder magically from from your wings, and that does uh, make the Nihilego fall asleep. And that releases Kiwi from its grasp. So, so Kiwi, you have uh, how high? How high were you floating before? Uh, we'll say like a couple feet in the air. Maybe, maybe the Nihilego is almost kind of doing like a balloon thing and just slowly starting to rise. <laughs> Basically, do, doing the drip one thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the, you, so you drop, and I think you drop. Uh, since so it's just a few feet, you maybe like do a small crouch as you fall, but you, you fall fairly safely on that. But uh, with you falling, though, uh, the Nihiligo also falls on top. Oh, now it's like a slumber party. <laughs> Nihiligo are canonically made out of crystal. <laughs> yeah. It hurts a little bit with its love. <laughs> Apple, come, come join us. I know it's the middle of the day, but everyone can always use a nap. It it's like taking a nap in, in uh, fiberglass um, insulation. 
Oh. Look at all those pretty colors <laughs> yeah. in here. Yeah. So we have the Blacephalon uh, in and around the arena. We have the Nihilego close here. And um, the the Buzzwall coming, uh, coming close here. Um, let's see here. The So the Buzzwall, uh, having taken these attacks, is gearing up to uh, do a big punch on Hootie. It's going to focus attack on Hootie. Theodore, what are you going to do? We're going to try to stop it. Theodore's going to call out, Sherlock, stop that Pokemon or whatever it is with a sand attack. So hoping the sand attack, like, blinds it and distracts it. Uh, what do you think this is going to be? Would you call this a battle roll or would you call this a besties roll? I could see it either way. Like, it's got some strategy to it, but it's also just like, go, stop, do it, help your friend. <laughs> I'll keep you rolling and let you go into the into the besties. I'm better at besties, so I'd prefer at besties. I'll let, I'll let you roll into yeah. besties here, and I'll let you roll two d six on this one. Okay, here we go. Uh, that is one success and a battle besties. Okay, um, so let's uh, resolve the resolve the battle besties. What would you? What is something you'd like to know? Yes. Yeah, so, so, Michael, what would you like to know? What does Theodore want to know about this situation? What's? Hmm. Oh, here. Okay. Yeah, one of those stock questions here. What should I be on the lookout for? What should what should I be noticing? What's the MacGuffin? <laughs> <laughs> so you notice these uh, three all, these three weird uh, weird uh, monsters, these three weird Pokemon coming toward the arena. They're coming toward the arena for a reason. Be on the lookout for, look for like if they should all get there, something could happen. So be on the lookout for okay. like if they are all able to get there, something will will occur. So with that, do you want to t- keep your one success, or uh, do you want to... I'm, I'm going to change it. Instead, I'm going to try more deliberately to get this Blacephalon out. Uh, and so I'm going to say, Sherlock, grab a hold of it and start dragging it out of the arena. Hit it with a bite. Playing fast and loose, it's not just a bite, it's a grab hold. And, you know, hyenas have stronger jaws than lions, so... Uh, Poochiana should be able to um, manage that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll do this here. I think uh, based on that uh, message here, we'll say that uh, your Poochiana Sherlock is an expert in this, uh, but I'm going to put it on the battle Ooh. side. So I'm going to give All you 3d6. Right. Uh, so yep. And I want to roll below a 3. Uh, that is a total failure. Oh. Mm, a 4, failure. 5, and 6. Sherlock does try to to grab onto this Blacephalon, but it is not able to. It uh, even though it is a a dark type would be super effective against the ghost type Pokemon. It completely whiffs. The Blacephalon is able to. Let me see again what what this Pokemon is able to do with its stuff. Uh, we'll just use uh, we'll just use this. So what Blacephalon does is just the reason it misses is that Blacephalon uses trick, and so it uh, uh, kind of like uh, holds out like uh, a hand or an arm. To uh, try to get uh, Sherlock to to bite at, and uh, Sherlock totally goes for it, but like, like I said, whiffs and totally misses, and kind of tumbles out of the arena while the Blacephalon does get into the arena. If it was, I mean, it was pretty close before. So, over to Breeder Maxwell. Breeder Maxwell, uh, this um, so you were able to uh, kind of enrage this flexing mosquito, and it's coming toward you, and it is uh, gearing up for a. Let's do a. Let's say it's going for a drain punch, which you know to be a fighting move. If your Porygon takes this, it's not going to like it. What does it do? Perfect. Uh, Porygon sees this coming and uses conversion. 
which means it becomes a fighting bug type. Ooh, okay, so it kind of copies the uh, typing yep. of, of that. I like that a lot. Okay, cool. I like that. And I think a conversion is a signature move of Porygon, so uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and let that uh, be an expert role on this. Let's go. Let's go, besties. Yeah, let's do besties. Yep, we're gonna do besties. Yes, on three d six. Uh, that is two successes and a battle besties. Uh, so let's go ahead and resolve the battle besties. What would you, uh, what would you like to ask me? Uh, what is the best way to resolve the current situation? Because it is utter chaos. The best way, in all honesty, is going to be to, uh, to let the Pokemon get to the arena. Okay, so basically this is an unstoppable uh, yeah, so, thing. Yeah, so just get basically you want to have, um, and in, in the protector uh, mindset here, yes, you want to get as many like civilians uh, and people like out of the way. Again, this Buzzwool is trying to trying to uh, do something, and as I've kind of hinted before, it wants to get home. And that's part of why it's So it's basically, it, it's arena. a delay cat tactic to make this yes, work. sure. So, uh, would you like? Okay. To, so, you have succeeded on this. You can get the conversion. I think delaying it as long as possible is the plan. Then, so getting the conversion off is still key. So the Porygon does convert, and it kind of turns into a kind of a greenish and a brown, like uh, almost like a camouflage color. Uh, I guess you could say, but so like greenish and brown, like all the way mixed in with it. And so when the Boswall hits with its with its drain punch, it does not nearly as much as it would before because bug and fighting type. Uh, I think fighting resists fighting, does it? Or is fighting neutral? But bug bug does resist. So yeah, so so Porygon does lose a little bit of its HP, but it is uh, doing quite well and is still ready to kind of uh, do battle with this Buzzwall to try and delay it and hold it off. In the arena, we have a sleeping Nihilego uh, that is on top of uh, Kiwi, the uh, idiot bird keeper. Uh, and then we also uh, have in the arena the Blacephalon, which is uh, hanging around there as well. Again, those are both kind of in the arena. Kiwi and Theodore, if you guys want to try and do something to work together, you certainly can. You guys are in good enough proximity that you can kind of try and do something. And uh, even um, Maxwell, you're not too far off. Let's say you're at least within earshot. That if they were to yell at you and, and try and plan something with you, you could definitely do that with them. Can I can I say that I enjoy the fact uh, the the contrast between the two battles and besties that we've done? The first one started out as basically a heist thing. We had to ask people about things. We had to sneak around. We had to figure out what was going on. And this one is just utter chaos from the word go. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's what you get when you have some some different GMs, right? <laughs> so I, I, I kind of opened up to uh, really you guys can start working. I mean, uh, we can work a little bit more together, especially uh, Kiwi and Theodore, since you're kind of in closer vicinity to each other. But again, the other people don't know this. I mean, Kiwi knows nothing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi slightly oh, disappointed that she lost her balloon ride. <laughs> Theodore, I think, is 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 not necessarily thinking, like, let them do what they need to do. He's thinking, stop them from doing what they want to do. Yep. Hey, hey, you, why don't you come over here and, and help me get this this thing out of the arena? That's where they want to go. We got to keep them out. And maybe, you know, going and trying to grab Kiwi. Is Kiwi lying down? That Kiwi's, like, pinned you know, down like under the Nisa Nihilego. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, fell down okay, on top so of <laughs> Theodore's over trying to push the Nihilego off 
to help Kiwi up. They're 122 so pounds. Pull the, pull the Zeppelin out. Not, not too heavy. Like, you could... Oh, it's not bad. You could roll no. it off. Heavy, but not the end of the world heavy. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, um, Theodore, you do uh, roll the Nihila go off. I'm not gonna make you roll for that. But you have freed Kiwi. What do you guys okay. want to do, uh, either together, or do you want to... Does Theodore want to do something and, have, and Kiwi help, or vice versa? Isn't this the most interesting bird you've ever seen? It doesn't even have wings, but it was flying before. Um. <laughs> I can fly, too. That's... That was sneeze. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I don't think, makes a flying bird... Anyway, let's get this thing out! Come on! Grab, grab a hold of one of its legs! And let's pull! Okay. And Kiwi just pops it right back on their head again. <laughs> uh, it's, it's asleep still, for, I'm going to say for now, so it's not going to do anything to you. But uh, yeah, you got this nice Neo Lego hat. A 122-pound Neo Lego hat. Good grief. <laughs> you have a strong neck. No, you guys are trying to uh, get this Placephalon out. So, uh, Theodore, you and Sherlock and Kiwi are all trying to pull this Lacephalon out of the ring. That's what you're hoping to do here. Let's, since you're, again, you're at, let's say that Hootie and the other Pokemon trainer, I think the Pokemon trainer needs a name now. Let's call him Darius. Darius is, uh, they're going to uh, try and um, uh, help with this all well. So, we are going to... Um, since this is a team effort, I'm going to let you lean into your besties, uh, and we're going to let you roll, I don't know, what do you think, uh, two or three d6? What can you convince me of? Kiwi has an, mm. another friend now to help out with everything, even though the Nihilago is asleep. But Kiwi, in their eternal pursuit of happiness and learning and making friends, is going to nudge mm. the Nihilago awake and... Pointed over in the direction of the Lacephalon. He like, why don't you guys go and play? Why why don't you and Apple and whoever this little poochie is? <laughs> you know, you guys can all go and play. Alright? I'll find some snacks. Kiwi, I want you to uh, give me a besties roll. And this is just gonna be a have you convinced the Neelego to actually be your friend? Or is it still trying to meet its own goal. <laughs> it's still trying so, to kill me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I want you to roll... Uh, and this is also help Michael with his role, but I, I like where this is going right now. I want to see, is this Nihilego your friend? Uh, how many D6 do you think it's going to be? Well, I'm an expert in friend-making, and I already won this Nihilego over a little bit earlier, so I, w I would say... Three or four. <laughs> <laughs> Three or four. Oh. <laughs> Three or four. Yeah, I, I think it, I, I'm so good at this, I'm going to break the rules of the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go ahead and do 3d6. Uh, Ooh, I got a 2 and a 3. Okay. Two of five and a six. So that does give you a battle besties roll, so you get to ask me a question. <laughs> I'm going to do the what are they feeling. <laughs> uh, so this Nihilego waking up, still a little bit um, having the effects of the stun spore. Like, they really enjoy like, having you float around. Like, yeah, I was trying to kill you and stuff. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, it really enjoyed that time, and it really likes your, your personality. So, yeah, it is feeling affection and wants to, wants to help you out. Yeah, absolutely. They high-five, but it kind of just could stick to Kiwi's hand, so there's like a... Absolutely. If you want to keep your, your 2d6, uh, we will count that as a, as a success. And uh, Nihilega will go and help try and take the Blacephalon out of the room. I, I The other thing I enjoy with this is that Maxwell is outside of the arena going, Okay, I gotta get everyone out before there's a bunch of damage. I'm dealing with this thing. I'm working through it. There might be a lot of bad things happening, but as long as I can keep things together, we're okay. And then Kiwi is like forming an everlasting friendship with a jellyfish. The Nihilego's name is Sombrero. Theodore is like fighting a balloon clown. Sort of, but I, I just—I'm just imagining like the music changes between these scenes. Like when you get to Maxwell, yep. it's like really intense, like like low battle music of him like trying to strategize through this yep. and working through everything. And then you get to uh, Kiwi, and it's just like the bright, happy piano. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or like Theodore, they're like uh, it's almost been a comedy of errors with like the hoot hoot going through and like hitting Pucciana, Pucciana whipping. It's. <laughs> It's almost slapstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So now that you have the power of an ultra beast with you, Theodore, I'm going to uh-huh. roll three three d six on besties since you did get some help on this one. Sweet. Um. Oh no. That's only one success. Oh no. One success. Okay. Okay. So with that one success, uh, you the five of you are each able to kind of grab a limb and uh, pull the uh, blacephalon. And get it out of the out of the, out of the arena. Um, it's still fighting really hard. In fact, it's so you guys are able to pull it off, but now it's getting more aggressive. It wants to try and uh, you know still achieve what it's trying to do. So it's going to do just just so I can check this quick. Each of them are grabbing a limb. So there's four limbs. Then one of them's grabbing the head. Yep, the head's detachable and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it can explode. Oh, yes. No. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we'll ha- Sombrero is the one on the head. Of course. <laughs> and we're going to have it use, oh, what's its special move? Mind Blow. We're going to have it do Mind Blow. Or Mind Blown. So user loses 50% of its max HP, so it does not quite get knocked out. Uh, I mean, goes on to half. And it just hits adjacent Pokemon. So with Sombrero on, on the top here, you guys are, again, you're able to scoot it out, but it does Mind Blow. And so uh, everyone uh, gets hit by this, and they get blown away. So they're uh, even though the, the Blacephalon is out of the ring for the time being, like, you guys no longer have hold of it, and it is kind of free to do what it wants on the next turn. Sombrero, <laughs> you gave it too much love. Yep, and some Sombrero did take the blunt of it because uh, of the force because it was on its head. So uh, the the audience is clearing out. Uh, we kind of just have these uh, these few trainers. There might be a few scragglers like taking pictures, trying to be away at a safe distance here. But for the most part, most of these people are, are out of here. And uh, the Porygon just took a hit from the uh, Buzzwall. And the Buzzwall, I think, after realizing that's not going to hit too much, is, is just going to try and push past and just kind of try keep on going. Try and get into that arena. What do you do, Maxwell? Okay, that changes my setup. I was kind of hoping it was going to keep fighting me. Curiosity, what was your setup if it, if it kept fighting? Because if it's fun... If it kept fighting me, I was... Well, it, it maybe it wasn't going to be fun. I was going to use Conversion okay. 2... Because that turns that turns Porygon's typing to a random typing that either resists or is immune to the last attack that hit. And poison, flying, 
sorry, poison or yeah. bug, fairy, flying, poison, and psychic resist fighting, and ghost is yeah. immune, and that's six. So I could literally roll a d6 and end up with okay. whatever I had. The other idea, if if it pushes past, and this is this might be a little more interesting. What Maxwell would do is uh, step in front of him and go, 10 minutes, ten minutes, and you pass." Basically, like saying to the thing, "Wait for ten minutes because I know you want to get in there. I don't really want to get in your way, but I want these people to be out of the way before you go in there. So give me ten minutes." This would be a Bessie's rule, okay? And right now, I am feeling. 1d6. The only argument I could have for another d6 is that since he's a breeder, okay. he's used to at least somewhat negotiating with Pokemon, but that is a weak argument. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm, I wonder if anyone else would be in a position to help. I, I, I remember correctly, though, Kiwi just kind of floated off to go to the, like, to go get snacks, yep. right? <laughs> okay, so let, let's say just to give you the opportunity that the snack stand that you went to is relatively close to where this Blacephalon is. So is there something that Kiwi could do to help I'm sorry, you with cut this out rule? for a second. What was that last part? Uh, sorry, so uh, so you are going to go get snacks. Like, So you are at a snack stand. No one's there, so you're just grabbing snacks. You're, you're ready to, to, to eat these things. And you are in the vicinity of Maxwell and the Buzzwall. And Maxwell's trying to convince this Buzzwall to wait 10 minutes before it rushes into the arena. Is there anything that you can do to help uh, improve this role. Kiwi is going to look at the buzzwool, look at the snacks, look back over at the buzzwool, and then walk over and have their hands held out with the bird seed in it. You are so beautiful. I have never seen something like you before. Do you want some of this? Do you want some snacky snacks? You're such a, you're such a big boy. <laughs> I think Kiwi has access to the move Confusion, even though she doesn't <laughs> have any other psychic And it has abilities. a target of self. And I love that, uh, again, I think you are assuming that this is also a bird Pokemon because it has wings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And doesn't, doesn't Buzzwool 2 kind of have like that pointed? Yeah, so like yep. that's totally a beak. <laughs> Thing. Yeah. Giant pointed proboscis <laughs> <laughs> that it uses to suck "quote unquote" energy from its opponents to buff off its muscles. Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> like a hummingbird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like a hummingbird. Michael, just roll two d six. Oh, no, sorry, Nick. Nick, <laughs> roll, Nick, yeah. roll two d six. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yep. I will roll two d six. Okay. And uh, is this battles or besties? No, this is besties because you're not battling it anymore. You're trying to make it make it stop. Um, I rolled a five and a three, so that's one success. The buzz wall isn't entirely convinced, but it's, it's like it senses that you get what's going on, and it kind of crosses its arms and is like kind of uh, it doesn't have a foot, but it's kind of like tapping, like doing that sonic tap, and it's like fine, and it starts yeah. to uh, I would say peck, but <laughs> you know it's. No one's really seen a buzzwall. It, it it pecks. It pecks the seed out of uh, out of uh, Kiwi's hands. Best thing is, uh, they're they're pretty <laughs> sure that buzzwall flex in order to try to communicate. So uh. like, the, their 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 bodybuilding flexing is their communication, <laughs> but no one knows how. Kiwi it works. just every once in a while shrugs their shoulders to try and <laughs> try and mimic the bird. <laughs> yeah, so it, so it's doing some flexing and it, it is waiting. It's holding tight here, so. 
So yes, it is going to it is going to wait. Um, I'm going to continue with this for right now. Maxwell, are you doing anything else in the meantime? He kind of takes a moment and is looking around and is like, okay, notices probably like the ring of like poison marks around uh, Kiwi's <laughs> yep. head. Just kind of has a moment of like, how many more, Kiwi? How many more what? Who are you? Birds. How many more birds? Uh... There was one more for sure. Maybe another one? It didn't have wings, okay. though. Or float. <laughs> that I know of. Stay here and feed the bird. Yeah. And then Maxwell turns to the buswell and is like, five minutes. And just turns and starts walking back towards the, the arena. Just like, okay, this is my job. This shouldn't be my job, but this is my job. So Maxwell is on his way back to, to the arena. Uh, the Blacephalon has exploded, and Theodore and Sherlock and Hootie and Darius and um, Sombrero are all kind of spread across uh, around the arena after the explosion. Just as a moment for, for like the comedic moment, um, depend, like it may not work with timing-wise, but... Uh, just for my own mental idea, it's just as he turns and was about to ask his question, that's when the distant explosion of the Blacephalon <laughs> went off. And that's why he just sighed and said, how many birds? Theodore, uh, the the slithery clown thing uh, grabs its burned he- uh, head, puts it back atop its body, and is uh, going to start to make its way toward the arena. What are you going to do? What are you and Sherlock doing? No, Sherlock! Stop it! Tackle! I'm gonna try to, you know, get Sherlock pumped up to just charge and tackle it out. We're, we're going full force here. Yeah. Even though you saw a Hoot Hoot already do a tackle before and whiff totally through it? Yeah, but that was oh, a Hoot Hoot. Right. <laughs> that was a Hoot Hoot. It's totally different. No. <laughs> no, we're, we're gonna okay. try the, the bite again. Alright, sounds good. Um, go ahead. Oh boy, since it's a ghost type. Pull it know. back! Pull it back! Give me, let's see if you can roll the other way this time. Uh, let's have you do uh, 2d6. So you're in the midst of battle. You're as pre- prepared as you're going to be on this one here. But yep. it is a battle hmm. on this. So go ahead and uh, yep. roll uh, 2d6 on this. Uh, one success. One success, okay. Uh, so it is able to uh, run up and bite, and Sherlock is grabbing onto like the ankle of this clown thing. It is stopping it from getting into the arena. It, it's preventing it. It's keeping it uh, away from that as best as it can. Give me a 3d6 besties roll. 3d6 besties. That is two successes. You can see that Sherlock is trying as hard as it can. It is biting, it is pulling, but it's still not quite enough to keep this Blacephalon from getting in there. What encouragement do you shout at Sherlock? Come on, Sherlock! You've got the strongest jaws of any Pokemon I know! I know you can do it! Uh, So with that, Sherlock, here's your encouragement. And he really sinks his teeth in. He, He starts biting, and he is biting as hard as he can. And all of a sudden, he uh, starts to bite even harder, and his teeth sink in further, and he's actually able to get some traction on this and pull the Blacephalon back. And as he's doing this, he glows, and he grows and gets bigger, and Sherlock, your Poochiena, is no longer a Poochiena. It is a Mightyena, and this Mightyena 
is yanking this Blacephalon back. In fact, it, it, the Blacephalon trips, falls on its face, is being drugged back for the time being. Oh man, Sherlock! I'm so proud of you! Uh, uh, he, he, dro he drops the, uh, the Blacephalon, comes up and licks your face. <laughs> what? No. Way, way to go, Sherlock! Which totally falls in with his it, with its uh, flaty nature. <laughs> We're not done yet. Uh, good, good. Okay, so uh, the Blacephalon is pulled away. Um, Maxwell, you're on your way to the arena. And so I see uh, Theodore pulling away a Blacephalon with a new Mightyena. Yep. He's walking up. He's like, okay, drop it. Drop it. Not to command another Pokemon, but that thing needs to... Creepy. Um, it should probably go in. <sighs> These things aren't going to leave until they can get into the arena, so they should go there. Uh, also, while he's walking, uh, he's stepping, and Rubik is obviously not behind him, and then he takes another step, and it's right behind his head. If we let them in there, <laughs> then they will go away. But if we don't, they will keep fighting us until but we let them in there. And they are terrorizing the tournament. Fairly strong. We, we can't let them do that. Uh, for amends, I don't know that, that they're about Pokemon. To win, too. I haven't tried capturing one, but I don't think it will work. Not with the Pokeballs we have. How do you know so much? Are you a professor? Pokemon breeder. You've met me before. I'm a, I'm, I'm a local figure. <laughs> These are who I'm talking to today. These are who I'm talking to today. Apparently not a popular local figure. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, that, like, um, I, I bred your Pucciana. I, I bred all the starters in this town. <laughs> Apple just squints at him and then just shakes her head. If not, no, I don't remember this guy. Maxwell's just having a day, and he's like, just, if we leave it alone, it'll go away. I promise. Uh, all right. Um, Theodore, are you convinced? Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably convincing enough. The Buzzwall checks its watch and sees that the five minutes has, uh, has passed. It finishes pecking up. That it has a watch kind of terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. It has just a little wristwatch. <laughs> And it quickly pecks up all the rest of the food in Kiwi's hand, leaving a couple little marks, but uh, you're, you're okay with it. It tickled a little bit. So the Buzzwell's in the arena, the Blacephalon is in the arena, and uh, the Nihileko Sombrero, they're all, Sombrero is all in the, they're all in the arena. And once they are there, uh, a rumbling from underneath them starts happening. You can all feel this rumbling. And the bricks that made up the, the arena, the, the concrete arena, start to form. And uh, they all start flying up from the ground, creating almost like a tower on four uneasy legs. And these all seem to have eyes in them. Which you now realize, like, it seemed to be uh, the, the bricks that you had. Like, the eye design was in the bricks the whole time. You just didn't... Realize that they were actually mm. eyes, uh, because these three Pokemon have, or these three Ultra Beasts, I should say, have, have come together, and this thing uh, builds itself. And before you, as I said, is this giant tower type thing made of the bricks of the arena. It is a stack attacker uh, that has yep. been uh, summoned uh. by the by these Pokemon, and 
And for a moment, it uh, literally towers over everything around here. And uh, you are all kind of worried for a moment uh, until... Maxwell just sits down. He's just like, yep, that's my day. (laughs) Uh, but as it has uh, stood up, a, a rift ha- has opened up. In fact, the stack attacker was covering a, a rift, and uh, now that it has uh, now that it has opened up, the rift is open, and so it is able to uh, enter the rift uh, one brick at a time. It's not a huge rift, but it goes in one brick at a time, uh, presumably going back to its own world. Uh, the buzz wall, uh, gives a salute and kind of hops and just kind of dives right in as well. Uh, the Blacephalon goes and, uh, from where it's at, slithers in and, uh, follows in head first. And, uh, the last Pokemon, or the last Ultra Beast, I'm going to say, actually, is the Nihilego Sombrero. It gives a longing look at Kiwi. Kiwi, what do you do? Kiwi screams out, Sombrero, no! I thought what we had was special! Uh, Sombrero uh, looks at you, and um, go ahead and give me a 3d6 besties roll. Yes. There's so much more I could learn from you. I got three D5s. Yeah, that, that is three successes, so... It's the critical <laughs> success of the, of the night. <laughs> and uh, so with this, uh, you had heard what uh, Maxwell was saying uh, about this here, and you know that you know, this, maybe it's not even Pokemon, maybe this isn't even going to work, but like you desperately want to hold on to Sombrero, you don't want Sombrero to take you into the skies and fly you around with its bird-like powers, and so you hold out a Pokeball. Uh, Sombrero looks at it for a moment, isn't sure what to do with it, but it holds out a tentacle, like reaching out its, its hand to yours, and it boops the, the Pokeball, and... You have caught a a Nihilego. You've caught an Ultra Beast. Now, <laughs> a single tear rolls down Kiwi's face, and Kiwi immediately releases Sombrero and puts Sombrero back on their head. Uh, Maxwell like, get, breathes out a very long sigh, <laughs> looks at his watch, and goes, "Yep, calling it a day." And just starts walking away. Now, unfortunately for the rift to close, it needed to have all four uh, Ultra Beasts go in. So the rift is just open now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was I was kind of oh, thinking no. you were going to do that. And I was going to like, Max will be like, nope, I'm done. That's my day. No, it was more of a timed type of a situation. And so uh, after a few moments of this rift, conveniently, it actually sucks up all the litter and stuff from the tournament. So anything that was like left over there, like it all gets hmm. brought into, it becomes uh, ultra, uh, ultra litter now. Good boy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> ultra, so, ultra garbage. Ultra garbage, exactly. And so uh, the rift closes up. There's no longer an arena for our tournament, but... Uh, everyone is safe, and these Ultra Beasts have made it to their home. Woo! Theodore, after the tournament, and you can choose it at kind of any point along the way, uh, what do you do in your uh, Sherlock of the Mightyena? What do you guys do next? Well, we, we want to continue the tournament if that is still going on. Well, I mean, it, it all got cleared <laughs> out, so like may, maybe the tournament had to get rescheduled for next month or something. Oh, okay. And, all right. But, I mean, if you want to... Uh, uh, so let, let's say that the tournament okay. does pick up um, basically, it's a fresh start, but you're now in here with your mighty Yenna, uh, and uh, so how, how does the tournament play out next month? Sherlock and I have been training hard, perfecting our strategies, 
which largely just includes him going buck wild in his attacks um, and being more and more ferocious. And of course, he's tireless in the training. And so when the, the tournament comes, um, you know, we're <laughs> vicious in it and uh, go just ferocious, you might say. Ferocious, you might say, yeah. I, I don't want to say we, we necessarily win, but maybe it's like a, you know, you get one of those anime freeze frames um, with uh, the, you know, the command. <laughs> All right, Sherlock, attack! And on the other side of the the uh, arena, you see a knocked owl coming in uh, for a wing Ooh, attack, yes. attacking uh, against Sherlock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. Maxwell, after this, uh, again, this was a very long day for you. Uh, what happens to Maxwell afterwards? There's a part of me that kind of wants, like, as he was walking away, he actually got a little too close to the rift. And so then we just see him, like, in, like, you, you, you've seen Buzzwool's, like, uh, dimension from the other thing, where, like, all of the trees are flexing. So for going on, and Maxwell just, like, He's just like set up things and like so they're like little buzzwall like going around him and he's like set up a breeding there and he just has a constant <laughs> look on his face of just like Yep. This is where I live now. Instead of this is my day, this is my life. Yeah, yeah, this this is now my life. <laughs> like it, it's kinda hard to tell if he's like happy or like in existential dread constantly, but like he, the he, idea he, of Tiny Buzzwall running he's still around a breeder. and so, like, he's trying to just like sit there and do his breeding thing, but like he has a couple of them crawling around him, like just kinda like pulling at his beard and like punching him in the face yep. and just like well, Yeah. <laughs> I, I I see there's like like the the Buzzwall and Feromosa <laughs> are kind of like they're related and working thing there. So like he's got that and then he also has to deal with like the baby Feromosa who have right. decided that everything is disgusting and they can't touch anything. So he has to like constantly be like teaching them to clean, like working through. He's just like, "Yep, this is this is my life now." Uh, great. I, I like that. Yes, he did get. Uh, so, uh, so yes, a fourth being did make it into there, and so we're gonna retcon this. A fourth being did go in, and so that was able to close the rift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiwi, uh, what mm-hmm. do you and Apple and Sombrero do? They are going to float around and grab snacks around the tournament and cheer their their newfound friend Theodore <laughs> on and as they're watching Sombrero is just slowly and gently pulling Kiwi up farther and farther into the sky and Apple's trying to do stuff for a while but then once they, once they get far enough off the ground Apple just kind of plops on top of Sombrero's head and is like alright well I guess we'll just Let's keep an eye on these two. <laughs> and Kiwi's ecstatic because now Kiwi can fly. And I think that's about all we have for you tonight, uh... everybody. So I hope you all enjoyed this uh, uh, round of Battles of Besties. I hope I did a sufficient job with uh, GMing this. I thought it was a lot of fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout. On Twitter, you can find us at Pokeroll Podcast. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pokeroll uh, slash Pokerollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join the conversation with creators and fans and become part of the Pokemon Rollout community. 
Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapestry Radio and check out some of the other great shows on TapestryRadio.org like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Paul, and you can find me at ProfSnag on Twitter, and let's see if Nick can do my thing. I do my, my thing impromptu, so I'm going to turn it over to Nick. <laughs> well, Michael's next in the list. That's but. true. I, I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, uh, as well as in our Discord and the tap room. I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick, as well as the other places where everyone mentions. And I'm Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at LIL underscore Shadow8. Also, I always put in this pitch here, make sure you join us on our Discord, come hang out with us there, have fun conversations with us, uh, all those good things as well. And if you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout or on our fifth Monday specials, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special list to our patrons. We got to go a whole bunch of them here. Let's get ready for them. Here we go. Our special patrons: Box Cheese, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Doctor Odno, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Mark Smith, Froxus, Annalie T, Legendary, Eric Lonquist, Azure Spider, Peter Statmuller, Michael, Richard Kammer, Tim Jacobson, Ezra ninety three, and uh, Terry Fowl. You guys are awesome. We cannot say enough. We really appreciate. Uh, that all you, our gentle listeners, do for us. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you later. I winked when I did that. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pokemon Rollout FM. drive so I can open the thing and do all this stuff. Oh my goodness. Hammering things. Yeah, That's my upstairs neighbor. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys I hate my neighbors. <laughs> I hate them all. Didn't, did, didn't that make it into the bloopers? It did make it, it into did. the last episode. Yep. It did. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listeners. <laughs> I don't care if they are. Oh, okay. Then they'll know to shut up. <laughs> I mean, even if they were listeners, they don't know that you do the podcast. So, like, unless the, they're listening, yeah. But, they're, they're but they don't necessarily like, know too. you, though. So, like, you're like, yeah, this podcast I listen to, but this person always complains about their neighbors upstairs. Like, how rude! <laughs> like, at least, I'm glad we're not them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, bless them. Far away from me. <laughs> It's like, you know, the, the old Southern Belle thing, oh, bless her heart, you know. You can mm-hmm. say anything you want, as long as you follow it with bless her heart. Yep. <laughs> 302. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. No, no. No, no. The cool assistant didn't do the thing. It wasn't typed. It wasn't. It wasn't letting me type it. It was not my fault. <laughs> <laughs>
I see. Because <laughs> we've never had time-related incidents with you before, Lydia, have we? No! It's not my fault! <laughs> Proposal. Do since I did it I last do. time, do you want to have just you three? Wow, no that escalated uh, Well, we're not. You're not in Utah, so you might have some trouble. I do be mm-hmm. friends with these besties. Ah. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> Weird. Uh, Lydia, uh, I propose you find a rock paper I do. scissors. Wait. <laughs> Congratulations, you guys! Oh, boy. Yay! <laughs> 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 oh, I hope this becomes on, a thing. On, on I my, think we on, found our meme for the night. To say, on, on my list of band <laughs> phrases are... <laughs> Wait, no, you all need to roll a magic eight ball and compare your answers to Ha-ha! <laughs> I didn't realize you rolled a magic eight ball to find the answers. I thought you shook it. So wait, what are we doing? <laughs> let's roll. We need a randomization option. Let's roll. Is this a powerline t-shirt. Roll a d6 high number. Yes. Awesome. Ro- nice. Roll a d6 high number is GM. Has the, the two All right. On the back. Yes. Oh my gosh, I've seen that shirt before. That's so cool. <laughs> what's I'm what's so the shirt? I'm jealous. Powerline Power from uh, Goofy Movie. I love oh, it. Okay. Nice. Okay, so. Paul, my, mine li- says mine. Mine says Corsola Cola. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so Paul and Lydia, we're going to roll a d6, and the high number is the GM. Okay. okay. Let's get high, Paul. Uh, you ready? Did you say let's get high? Episode. Yeah, uh, I think so. Let me find the episode uh, opener, proposed layout, fun stuff. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> and then proposed proposed layout. layout. This is when we all said I do to the proposed layout. <laughs> we all said I do to the proposed layout. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, set up. Everyone on Skype and settled in. We're not on Skype. You do not need to read all of this. Dang it, we're messing up already. Literally, all you read is the things in quotations. <laughs> that have your name at the beginning, except in this case you read what I what has my name at the beginning. And change it so that it's personalized to you. <laughs> What's funny is the explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just this simply to do this and then this and then this and then this. <laughs> no, because I know that you understood what I said first, but I also know that you would completely ignore what I said and take me as literally as possible if I didn't over explain. <laughs> he knows us too well. Yes, he does. <laughs> So he's already cutting me off of the past and saying, hello, welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick. And these yep, call- I <laughs> saw that coming. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. I propose I we start up. that. I do. I do. <laughs> You're listening to Pokemon World. Uh, nope, we're going to try this again. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll go with it. I don't know. Let's find out. Hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. That was my name, Nine Mame. Wow. Are you sure you don't want to do this, Nick? <laughs> I'm glad I have job security. 
Uh, I was going to explain, like, so when you, when you disappear as, like, and the Blocephalon, before the Puchian was able to attack, you uh, used explosion, and both uh, Theodore and uh, Sherlock uh, uh, died. Wow. <laughs> oh, no! This took a really dark turn. But, um, no. But, yeah, yes, they, I, they, uh, but they, they stopped me before I, they're like, oh, can you hear Michael? <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.